ALT mentions podcast. Listen to Neil and Pip. We talk learning technology. We've got a mixture of segments for you this episode. We start off talking about the Gaster Talk that we did because we introduced the podcast at the conference. So that was the official launch. So we talk about our reflections on that. We talk about a session on learning analytics and also a talk I organized as part of ALT East England. Then we go into another segment which is about creating education 4.0, which John Brindle and Jilly Salmon presented. And then finally, we finish off with a five minute live recording, which is a reflection after the Gaster talk. So I hope you enjoy it. We're going to talk a little bit about the Association for Learning Technology annual conference that took place in Edinburgh at Edinburgh University. Absolutely lovely, stunning, interesting city and some really nice places to see some presentations and presented. So we presented our session um, exploring our podcast and our journey um, as part of the Gaster Talks, um, chaired by the wonderful Tom Farrelly. And it was a wonderful building. So if you just looked up, I don't know if you remember this, Neil, but when you look up, there was it was just visually stunning. I don't know if it was philosophers at the top of the dome in McEwen Hall, but it was just, just an amazing place to present. I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah, it was an amazing uh, environment. It was such a, a wide open space and it was so light as well and with all the seats around in the middle and up the sides as well which was it was almost like being in a sort of a theatre type scenario. Yeah it definitely um, it felt like a theatre and obviously we were performing we were performing our podcast journey mm. so to speak. So obviously our presentation um, we'd prepared for, and that was a big part of our experience, um, but there were loads of other experiences to enjoy um, as part of the, the whole conference and over the course of the three days. So Neil uh, led a talking session. So to talk, to talk or not to talk? Well, it, absolutely the answer is to talk. So can you tell us what talking is? Yeah, so talk is you are walking around and you are tweeting at the same time and you are looking at a specific thing and reflecting on it. So it doesn't have, uh, in, in our scenario, we were looking at the learning spaces at the University of Edinburgh. Ewan was kind enough to show us around uh, along with his team. He's the learning technology manager at uh, University of Edinburgh. Uh, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning him. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he won't. Um, so he was showing us around. And we're going to the different learn spaces. And then what you do is you kind of reflect on the thing that you're looking at via Twitter, take some photographs. And the idea is that you kind of put the hashtag talk as you're doing it. And then you curate those tweets at the end and you kind of come up with a summary of what you've learned, if you like. Well, I had the privilege of retweeting some of those talking tweets. Um, and I, I thought it was a really good way to kind of do... Um, a deep dive into other learning spaces where technology is important in those spaces. So I really actually enjoyed that the talking experience, but from the, the Twitter side. So it was interesting to see where you went and why you went and how you create curated those tweets. I think talking um, would be something that we could do again. I, I think it's a, a quite a powerful and simple way to get people engaged with learning spaces and uh, seeing what other spaces are out there. It's a really good way because you might normally just go around and have a tour and then say, oh yeah, that's nice and this is good. But when Ewan was really knowledgeable about, tell us like, for example, in the, the sort of informal learning spaces, even though it's in the open, you might have like a, a cafe or something. There's kind of like, um, almost like um, an invisible boundary, like the floor might be a different color or they might have sort of slats 
wooden slats to kind of differentiate between the different spaces. And when you've kind of got that kind of insight from that expert, and then you can kind of tweet that and, and create those memories and you get, if you, if you have different people tweeting it, you kind of create different people's memories, which is, which is really good. Yeah, I like that. That's a powerful use of the word memory. I don't know about you, but I'm a bit of a geek. I, have, I really like the idea of designing a learning space, like you said, with the furniture. <laughs> mm. So designing both online spaces and physical spaces where online devices will be used. So it was actually interesting to see where you went and what the spaces actually looked like. No, it's was, it was good. I mean, just little things like the, 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 the width of the desks when students are studying, the, the, the kind of the know how much space that a student needs. So like you can kind of yeah. put more seats in a certain area and they're just like these informal spaces are everywhere. So like, cause students like to gather in their own little uh, section and find a home for themselves and they tend to use the same spot every day or every week, or whatever. So it's really important to have these spaces scattered around. Uh, and, yeah. the, and, the, and, and the coffee shops, uh, that is a thing apparently, that's the sticky campus keeping people where they need to be by having coffee to bribe them. I think that's a very good deal. It's a bit like the glue that keeps the students um, attached to a space and to keep studying there in the same space. Okay, cool. Imagine comfort, having a different type of spaces like sofas, there was chairs, there was group space, there was individual study space. Imagine that kind of thing. All of those different elements feed into one another so you could keep students no matter what need they have it's like going to ikea you walk around ikea and you just get lost and you want to buy loads of stuff it's like the sticky shop it's like the sticky campus just have launched uh, the sticky campus roadshow um so i think they were going around the, the country sort of exploring this concept this kind of what they call a student-centric space so that's quite interesting um and also um how library spaces and, and spaces with technology embedded they can be like a third space as well so students kind of flip between the mode of study and the mode of drinking coffee the mode of socializing so it's kind of a cooperative collaborative quite a unique space you're building an experience isn't it it's, it's about space the relationship between space and experience what other sessions did you attend so on Wednesday, I went to a session on learning analytics, and this was a, a workshop just going through the stages that you, if you're going to start a learning analytics project, what do you need to know? To know uh, things like GDPR, ethics, uh, just the practical considerations, if you like. Uh, it's quite useful just to be aware of the different steps. I mean, there's certain things that you, if you're going to publish it, then you definitely need to get ethics approval with GDPR circumstances where conditions apply um, so if you're storing data gdpr is like relevant you need to, to know what it is uh, whereas if you only just publishing then the ethics thing is is the most important thing but say if you just do a survey which is like for your class and you just want to get a little bit of feedback on on how your class went and you're not necessarily storing personal data uh, then you don't need to kind of consider these regulations but it's when you start storing personal data you need their sort of like informed consent and stuff like that. So it's quite a, you know, it was like we sort of ran through these issues. I thought it was quite a useful workshop. Have you done anything on learning analytics? Yes, using a VLE to capture learning analytics to uh, customize representing data to show student progress in a variety of ways. Um, so one of the most interesting examples that I came across was learning analytics um, being used to create heat maps. 
So data can be used in really exciting ways to create visual outcomes um, and a heat map seems to be quite popular at the moment. And I, th I certainly I think the way that you visualize data has an impact on how engaged people are with it. So I think people do respond better to a visual uh, representation of data as opposed to sort of pages and pages of, yeah, the ethics of, of learning analytics are crucial. So it's almost like we have to have learning analytics literacy as teachers and learning technologists. Um, so whenever we introduce something new, we have a new set of uh, rules or literacies, critical literacies to cope with. So it's almost like you become a multi-specialist all at once. Did you, so Edinburgh is a wonderful city. Um, I really enjoyed going to the Elephant House where JK Rowling um, wrote the Harry Potter books and um, generally walking around the city is a lovely experience. I just wondered if you had the opportunity to make the most of what Edinburgh had to offer. Yeah, Edinburgh is, is great. Uh, I experienced haggis at the arcade bar, uh, which was like a sort of posh haggis where you have it in different layers with the neeps and tatties. So it looks like um, almost like a, a cake, like a layered cake in a like a molded cylinder. Uh, and it's really famous in, in Edinburgh, apparently. So yeah, I'd look around Edinburgh. There was like the monuments, so it was like the Scots monument. Uh, and it's it's really interesting how the city is on different levels. Uh, so it's quite, it's it's hilly, but not too hilly. And there's like lots of little nooks and crannies that you can look through with all the different buildings. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of history there. Uh, so what, what have you been up to, Pip? Well, um, I was really happy to discover that, I was very happy to discover that a Google digital garage had popped up in Sunderland. What they are, uh, they occupy stores, an empty store, and they offer um, people the opportunity to build sessions, and it's all free. So everything from an introduction to coding, design thinking, machine learning, to skills such as building a CV. I was very happy to see that Google had landed in Sunderland, and um, I attended a um, an event last night called Warrior Women. There was um, a very inspirational facilitator who runs a company called Pink Moods and she is a, um, a coach. So we explored things, very general things that could apply to everybody, but they are nonetheless very meaningful, such as building resilience at work. So we had to work in pairs and decide what that was. And actually I was a bit lost because we, we talk about things like mindfulness and resilience um, and emotional intelligence. Sometimes we actually forget what they mean and what they really feel like. We decided resilience was having a bit of grit. And I think grit is a universal language across all professions. Um, so we watched some TED-Ed videos. Um, then we were invited to sort of share difficult moments that we overcame. And uh, we had the opportunity to play devil's advocate um, with another participant to sort of challenge why they, their limiting beliefs. So all in all, it was actually a very positive experience. Um, and there's such a, a breadth um, of opportunity for events that, to take place in the Google Digital Garage. I have, I have been to the Google Digital Garage in Manchester and Birmingham, and there was a Google Digital Garage bus in London, in Twickenham. So I think in terms of one of the core themes of the conference, actually, in terms of wider impact, that model was very effective because it really got people engaged. Interesting. So what kind of people go to these events? Is it all well, a range of, 
Yeah, it's it's basically a drop in, um, and then obviously you can sign up for specific events. But there's a bunch of friendly faces as soon as you walk in, um, and they have lots. They have like a timetable for the day. It's a bit like a, a learning space in a university, but it's more community orient, oriented. It's just yeah. I mean, it's it's really a good thing. I think. So they they supply the building and stuff. I mean, how does their what's their sort of um, well, they, role? In they it? actually. And so in Sunderland, um, from what I can see, that they are um, occupying um, a shop in the Bridges Shopping Centre. So they've positioned themselves um, where the people are at. You know, it's a bit of curiosity. What's what's Google doing? So we mentioned the Facebook cafe. <laughs> so speaking of shopping centres and big tech companies engaging with communities in city centre spaces, we discovered a cafe in Edinburgh, didn't we, Neil? We were walking past... And then there was this Facebook sign outside and it said Facebook cafe on the top. And we're like, ooh, what are Facebook doing in a cafe? Uh, so we went over, well, people went over, got very excited because Facebook were like there and they were giving away free tea and coffee. But it wasn't about that. It was about meeting the Facebook staff and they were showing people how to set up their privacy settings on their phone uh, for Facebook. Uh, so it was really good and it was a really nice cafe. They served an awesome rooibos tea. And you had a nice coffee. And yeah, so it was really interesting. I think coffee, coffee is the emerging theme. Yeah, we did have a lot of coffee. Sticky campuses. I think coffee is cafes. the emerging theme of this episode. And, and that's... Uh... Yeah, it's um, five degrees at least warmer down here now. Uh, it's, like, it's almost like summer again. Uh, so yeah, Edinburgh, it's, you need that hot boost to kind of get, your, get the cockles warmed, as it were. I think. Neeps and tatties and, and coffee. That yeah. was a very bad accent. Yes. But I am a McDonald's, so um, I, I guess I have some Scottish roots embedded in my history. Oh, oh, oh. So, can you tell me about the session that you went to at the Association of Learning Technologists annual conference at the University of Edinburgh about creating education 4.0? I can indeed. Uh, so, Jerry Salmon, John Brindle, they came together and they were talking about how to enhance learning for the future, say like X number of years in the future, considering all of these technological changes that we are going through. Uh, there is um, an article that Gillia has, has written, which, which describes this and um, things like we have uh, social media, we had uh, blogs where you could comment. So like technology is moving at this, this pace, this really fast pace. Uh, we're, in, we're in the information age. It's like the the fourth industrial revolution. So, like, what, what what do we need for the future? We've got artificial intelligence. We've got machine learning. So, all of these new things coming in. Um, how can we sort of like plan for the future and create this new curriculum, if you like? So that's that's this is that was what the session was about. And we used the uh, Bono's six thinking hats to to think about this. Um, so, like, what we did was we were in groups and we took a hat. Uh, at once and we spent five minutes discussing as if we were sort of like wearing that hat if you like so have you used the the six thinking hats before pip yes um i am familiar with de bono's uh, six thinking hats the so we've got the blue white red green and yellow and black hats and they all uh, represent a different um, idea or a process so for example the green hat represents creativity and the red hat represents a focus on feelings 
Um, so I came across Devono's Six Thinking Hats uh, during my teacher training. So um, getting students to focus on particular things, working in groups, I can see how that would be a really good way to engage them and get them on task. So which hat did you wear and which one did you prefer? Because we discussed each in turn and I think the, my favourite was probably the green hat because that was the creativity. Why is that? Uh, well, it was like the sort of what you could do. Uh, the red hat was quite interesting because it was like feelings, hunches and intuition. I can't remember exactly what we discussed, but just different things like how you can create this within the, within the sort of the, the university of the, of the future, if you like. For example, the yellow hat is brightness, brightness and optimism uh, and you're sort of like exploring the possibilities. Just trying to think, well, we've got all this technology it's going to make things more efficient. You know, we're not going to sort of like have to deal with uh, administration tasks as much and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was quite a good way of just thinking about an issue uh, and working through it as a group. Uh, so it was quite good. Absolutely. I think one of the main benefits to wearing the green hat is that you can solve the problems raised by some of the other hats. So I think the black hat is about representing um and uh, difficulties, disadvantages. So a combination of the green and yellow hat working together could really respond to those ideas. Think that I agree with you on the green hat. That would be the most creative and exciting. I think a lot of what we do in learning technology is exploring possibility, exploring pedagogic possibility. Use the technology to the advantage, but at the end of the day, it's about the learning, isn't it? So, so ideally... Um, I wonder what it would be like to wear all six hats at once. You'd be balancing very carefully, I imagine. Um, that would be a very uh, complex adornment. It would. It would be like Harry Potter, but like Gandalf and believe. Harry Potter at the same time. Yes, or like some sort of Russian doll. And which hat would take priority? Which one would you put on first and take off last? Yeah, I mean, definitely the white hat. I mean, I think... Yeah, having all the information you need to start with. Well, sometimes you you don't know what you don't know. So, like, you can't always have the information. So, it's, yeah, it's just, like, whatever the situation calls for, I think. Or maybe so you could makes... do it simultaneously. Maybe you could juggle the hats. Juggle the hats hey, hey. In, the, in the circus of learning. So, that makes the white hat very important because the white hat deals with facts. So, we need to know the facts before we can make progress or identify benefits, a.k.a. yellow hat, and explore the weaknesses, a.k.a. black hat. But I am going to be radical and suggest that, firstly, I think this is a really good way um, of engaging people because in, in, in a group task. So, that was a really good idea, I felt, because no one's more important than the other, so that no hat is, takes priority over another. So, it's true collaboration, I feel. I don't know what you think about that. Secondly, I think that what would happen if we added more uh, hats to the, uh, to, the, to the hat party? So, for example, I think we discussed uh, before we came on air that there is nothing about technology in those hats. And so we could add or suggest the addition of a, of a, of a new hat about exploring technology, how technology relates to the the core question that's been asked at the start. So this could be a purple hat, for instance, or a multicolored hat. And why not add some socks, gloves and shoes to the equation? We could have a full wardrobe of thought. Your whole thought process. Like you could go into work wearing all of these clothes, like specifically to indicate that you were like 
expressing this point of view. It could be a technical a dream coat that we end up with. Okay, so we've just come to the end of the first day of the ALT 2019 annual conference at the University of Edinburgh. And we are currently in McEwen Hall, which is a beautiful old building. Um, and we're just going to talk about some of our experiences from today, what we've been to, what type of things we've taken away. So, Neil, do you want to talk about today and what you've been to? Well, we went to the Gaston Talk, which was awesome, because we were camping in Irish. Irish names for the numbers. Okay, so we went to some Gaston Talk. Probably the most interesting one was the one on the holograms. That, how surreal was that? It's just Star Trek nonsense. Yeah, so that was interesting. It was like the alt assembly general meeting as well, so like it was good to find out. What names the faces? Because I attend these online meetings for this alt assembly. And like, so all the people give the updates. In these online meetings, but like, I never see the faces, so it's quite good to just see what, what they look like. So yeah, that was something that I like. I really enjoyed the conversation about using VLE and talking about social justice and about involving people in designing of learning technology tools. That felt really like meaningful. So that was my uh, core takeaway from the Gasta talk. Yes, I enjoyed getting up and out of my seat and being active. It was almost like yoga for learning technologists. Yes. <laughs> Which I guess we kind of need, right? Because we are always sitting in front of several screens and not doing enough exercise. How about you? What were your reflections on the first day? So for me, I went to a session this morning and it was about data analytics and really involving the learners in each of the projects and making sure that we keep them in the middle of it because sometimes we can get so distracted by the technologies that we use and how much have to have in place in order to support them where it can be really as simple as just making sure we ask them what they need making sure that the data actually picks up on some of that as well i think that you've raised a good point about the data because it is actually included in the title data and yeah. doing and dialogue, dialogue yeah. or in a different order we went to a cafe called brew lab and it was the best tea i've ever had more or less <laughs> apart from the one opposite where i work which is called Library Espresso, which also I'm just going to give them a shout out because they're doing awesome rooibos tea. But anyway, so we went to this cafe called Brew Lab and then there was Facebook and they said, hello, would you like to come in and check your privacy settings on Facebook? 